0: How do the most successful real estate agents organize their daily to-dos? We're gonna talk about that today, stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with productivity coach Marie Parikh from lifeisorganized.com. But before we do, we just always ask our our audience to help us do really two things. (laughs) Sometimes it's one thing, today it's two things, but they're pretty easy. We really would appreciate it. Number one, please tell a friend about our show. Just think of one other realtor maybe one that isn't very well organized and not just you. Uh, I know if it's me, I'm not, I'm never organized, but I can also think about other people that I know that aren't as organized and I'm going to send them a link to this episode because I want them to get more organized. So think about somebody that you know, maybe in your office that could benefit from getting more organized. Send them a link to this episode. And the second thing is just to leave us a review. Whatever podcast app you might be listening to my voice on right now, let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review, leave us some comments. We always are interested to hear what the audience likes and dislikes so we can keep improving. Okay, enough about me. Let's get organized with my conversation with Maridu Parik. All right, today on the show, we have Maridu Parikh. From lifeisorganized.com. Let me tell you more about Marithu. Now, she is the founder of Life is Organized, and Marithu is passionate about getting women the results they want, whether it's doubling their business revenue, losing weight, uh, increasing time for self care. Uh, Her best selling book and productivity podcast share simple strategies to ditch to ditch overwhelm. Um, Marithu's uh, teachings on mastering tasks and habits have been featured in the Huffington Post, Forbes, U.S. News and World Report, and Real Simple. And when she's not wrangling a list or a schedule, you can usually find this former professional organizer turned productivity pro with her two teens and her husband in Nashville enjoying a Malbec. Uh, please, everyone mm-hmm. who is listening, follow her, whether you're man or woman. Yes. Um, uh, or 9 binary or or whatever uh you know you identify as please go over to lifeisorganized.com that's the home of everything Marithu she's got amazing resources and if you just go to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. There is, And we're going to have a link to that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on a podcast app, look in the show notes. We'll have a direct link to that. But she has lots of great resources for you. And also follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Also, life is organized. So just find her that way. And you can get to everything from lifeisorganized.com. And last, subscribe to her podcast, which is called Productivity on Purpose. And she brings on uh, experts in all fields uh, of life to help you get to that Next level. Um, so, anyway, Marithu, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you.
1: Thank you for having me. That was the best intro. And by the way, <laughs> you nailed my name. So, kudos <laughs> to you. Well, let's, let's,
0: we have to <laughs> tell the audience though, I uh, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. And so, I've learned by mis- uh, my past mistakes to make sure. And I probably said it in front of Marithu at least 50 times, going, I just want to get this right. And so, she had to listen to me say it over and over again. So, I'm glad I got it right.
1: Yeah, and I say it usually takes like a, a glass of wine. So I'm telling you, either you're drinking right now or you just really have a I, uh, you know, I am know. I am yeah.
0: 17 beers in. So I'm <laughs> right. able to I I I don't remember what we're doing right now, but I, I did get the name right. Uh and I'm gonna pass right. out and just let you talk the rest of the time because I am okay. wildly drunk. Um no, I wish I was wildly drunk, but I am sadly I am sober. Um, but let's let's talk about um I think this is a really important topic. And by the way, um I don't have a lot of experts outside of top real estate agents on the show, and I should, because I think this is really important, is real estate agents have to wear so many different hats, and they're essentially, in many cases, most of our listeners probably, are individual practitioners, right? They don't have a team behind them. Maybe they have the firm they work at, maybe has some training, some support. They can get help when they need it, but they're really on their own most of the time and that is a ton of pressure it's a ton of stress it's a lot of different hats to wear and it can be overwhelming exhausting um and i would love to talk to you all about some some ways to minimize some of that stress and become more effective and efficient but before that i want to learn about your journey like how did you get into you know becoming a productivity coach um tell us your journey
1: yeah. Well, first I do want to thank you because I know I'm a little bit outside of the box of your guests and I, you know, I'm you hoping to drop a lot of value here, but I like that you started with the story because I think that a lot of real estate agents can probably resonate with it, even though I'm not in that industry. When I uh, had an opportunity, let's say, to leave my corporate career of 10 years uh, was because my husband's job was bringing us from New York to Nashville. And this was 17 years ago. So it's not the it city. It's not the cool place to be, right? Nobody wants, or at least I don't want to be here. But the only way he got me here was I had, t- I had a two-year-old and was on my way with the second. The only way he got me here was he said the magic words, you won't have to work. And <laughs> I thought I hit the jackpot, right? I was like, okay, sign me up. Let's go to Nash- this, I'll you know,
0: Nashville. I'll deal with the right? country music.
1: Right. I'll deal with it. <laughs> So we get here, and of course, so you know, a couple years in, I'm like, I'm going cuckoo. Love my kids. I just, you know, I miss my work. I want to get back, but I don't want to go to that career, that corporate job. Let me start like on this entrepreneurial journey. No business, starting a business, but let me start a business. Okay. So fast forward, trying to figure out what I want to do. I actually landed on home organizing, as you mentioned. It was a professional home organizer again, way back before like the Container Store, Home Edit, Marie (laughs) Kondo. It was like the OG in this um and i thought uh this is my calling i love it and i quickly realized i don't really love organizing other people's stuff but what i love is teaching them and coaching them the skills behind it like i don't really like doing it but i want to teach them how to do it so i moved into that and this is where i think probably some of your listeners can resonate is that you know you start this business thinking i'm going to have so much freedom i'm going to have so much flexibility that i want to be home with my kids like let me start my own thing and then you realize you're spread too thin you're scattered, you're exhausted. And then this can really kind of lead you to feel like a failure at times. Sometimes it can make you resentful. Well, that was me. That was definitely me. I was not, it was not the freedom and flexibility I was look, looking for. I was handcuffed to my business 24 seven and I was working like crazy. And I was thinking, how is it possible that I'm working this hard and I'm still not getting the results that I want? So I jumped into a completely just personal development, like, route. And I started learning all things, productivity, time management. I just jumped into it all, taking classes, tutorials, books, the whole thing. And after lots of hits and misses, I discovered what worked for me, especially when I was overloaded, which was most of the time. And I thought I can either go back to constantly being reactive and feeling behind, or I can embrace some new simplicity, some structure, some new beliefs in my life. And that's essentially what I did over time. Like I went from feeling really defeated to very much on top of all the demands and all the distractions that as a business owner, but also as a mom and as a wife and a community member and a sister and a daughter and all the things, right? And so now I teach those skills to other time-strapped top producers who want to take back control of their day too, right? So they have the self-worth they deserve. They they actually get the business that they thought they were getting when they, when they signed up for it. So now I help you or you know help uh, people like your audience, you know, really wake up with a plan that they can stick to, stop procrastinating and stop feeling so overwhelmed and just feel really successful every day.
0: Yeah, I boy, that sounds great. Um I am I was thinking about, you know, in my own life. I'm like, boy, there's a lot of things I as you were talking, I was like, hmm, some changes I would like to make for myself yeah. as well. Um but let's let's talk about. So thank you. That I think that's really helpful to give our audience an understanding of of your path and and your journey and I I talk about I th- I think life And I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Is so much about being off track. I Mm -hmm. think so. It's it's you know if if balance is a myth, um, although to strive for balance is great, but to actually achieve it, I've never done it. But Mm -hmm. uh, but that's okay because we're imperfect. So I'm okay being a little bit out of balance. But I think so. I I always like I've thought about this a lot. Where it's like instead of striving for being in balance, what I want to do is notice when I'm out of balance, which is a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. um, and then you know, getting back on track, you know, smoothing out the rough edge. And then another rough edge will pop up and I need to smooth that one out. But I I think um that has been, you know, something that's taken the pressure off. I, I think there is a lot of pressure on women in particular, but but also men too, yeah. about doing everything. And women are are the the most obvious example of this, right? You were saying mother, wife, daughter, you know, friend, (laughs) business owner. Um, Those are a lot of responsibilities. And, you know, we just expect, you know, people to be perfect and you're supposed Mm -hmm. to do everything. Um, So let's, I would love to talk about, you know, when you notice yourself being a little bit off kilter. Maybe your relationship with your kids is, isn't as great as you'd like it to be, or maybe your business is suffering a little, or your physical body isn't quite where you want it to be. Um, and you notice that, and then you go, "Oh, you know, I'm, I, I'm not where I want to be." You know, what, what do you recommend in that, in those situations?
1: Yeah. So I'll give you something kind of a, a, mindset thing, and then maybe like a really tactical, like really, you know, here's what we could do, like in the moment, and you know, in right? our day, but. Uh, you know, often, I think we just kind of take a step back and ask ourselves, like, what is truly most important? I often, I can usually look at someone's calendar and I can tell you what is most important, even though it's totally unaligned with what you say is most important, right? Right. And so we might say, Oh, it's my health, of course, I got to take care of my health, I can't take care of myself, I can't take care of anyone else, or it's my kids, but I barely seen them, or it's my partner, but we don't ever have a date night or, you know, or it's my new business development, but I'm really just stuck in my email and it's getting new clients. But you know, it's prospecting, but it's something else. And so uh, you know, it's really just taking a few minutes and just getting back and check I mean, like, what is it that I'm doing this all for? Like what I, I can say it is, you know, it's there's talk, but what is really important to me? So if you start there and this isn't like, I'm saying, go take a day off to figure this out. We pretty much all know this intuitively, right? Like, I mean, we could list this out in two minutes, but I think there is something about that exercise of actually like sitting, focusing, writing that out. Cause when you see it down on paper, now, tactically, you can look at your calendar and say, okay, does this, is this really a reflection? Cause this is the life I say I want. And then I look at all the things that are going on. I think about my day and it's just not congruent, you know? So I think it's a good place to start to step back for a minute. Like, what is it that's really important? And let's start with those goals.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I ran into this just yesterday, I can tell you. Um, we I have this is a, a silly example, but I think our audience can relate to it. Um, it's not real estate related. Um, but I well, in a, in a way, I guess it is. But anyway, we had a torrential downpour for about five minutes yesterday here in Chicago, and it was like a crazy downpour. And one of those really cool summer storms that just lasts a few minutes, and we have white furniture out on our a balcony, which you would want to cover when there's right. a downpour. And uh, my girlfriend um, does not share that same belief with me. Um, not not that she wants it to get rained on, but my thought is like, whenever we're not using it, we're just going to cover it. Right. And her thought is, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to try to remember uh, when it's going to rain to cover it. But I'm she's like, I'm just not going to cover it uh, each time I use it. That's, that's, this doesn't make sense to her. And so I was like, but it makes sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to her. So now we're, we're, we're we're at you know a, a loggerhead here we're, we're at you know we have diff- conflicting beliefs mm-hmm. and my belief isn't really any more right than her she's allowed to have her own belief and 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 i was like god I, I i really feel strongly about this and then i started to think about okay i really want this she really isn't going to do it and or she's going to be resentful if i like try to force her to like uh, abide by this rule, which of course is not a good idea either. But if I, and I started to, like you were saying, I had to reflect and think, what's most important here? Is it more important that I save this furniture? And by the way, we're not talking about a $10,000 couch that like, oh my God, like I, you know, we're talking about a moderately priced couch that can be, is probably going to get tossed in three or four years anyway. And I started to think about, you know, maybe I just don't get my way this time, but but maybe that's okay, because my longer term goal is that I want a really good relationship with this woman. Yeah. And I, I'm sort of painting her to be this like person who doesn't care about our stuff. She totally wants to take care of our stuff. We just have a different belief about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did buy all-weather furniture. So in theory, we should sort of be able to keep it outside. So she's not like totally crazy. Uh, we just have a different belief. And And by me taking those couple of minutes to think what's most important here, it calmed me down. And it got me to realize, oh my God, my girlfriend's way more important than the stupid couch. I'm not gonna let it get ruined, but I'm not gonna come at her going, We're gonna we have this new rule, we gotta cover blah 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 blah. Which by the way, she's gonna go, Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so yeah. so I just wanted to use that as an example because I think if I hadn't have taken that time i would have come in guns blazing going it rained on our couch today you're not going to believe oh my god it's all you know and that's what my where my mind was and my emotions were and then i calmed down and i went oh this is like kind of silly who cares
1: i love that i love that you put a personal example because it's true like this is every part of every decision basically we're making right It, it comes down to that you're like is this really worth the battle is this the most important do i say it's the most important but then i'm not really Doing right. what's most important. I think that's really where that incongruency is. And it's just, it's good. It's good. Let's just check it. Let's put ourselves in check because no one else is going to do it, right? It's up to us at the end of the day to put ourselves in check. So uh, yeah. it's just, it's a good practice. I think kind of like on those days, you're like, I'm just running. What, what's important? Just ask yourself what's important. So, you know so the,
0: so the yeah. first thing to do, I think like you were saying is is when when things get off balance, which is most of the time, we're a little yep. bit off balance is noticing what's off balance. Like yeah. where, where is my life not ideally working perfectly in the way that I want it to. And then starting to say, okay, well my, you know, Hey, I want to lose, you know, a, a few pounds, or I want to get some muscle. Mm-hmm. or I want to have more energy, or maybe that's a, those are physical body stuff, or I want my business to grow a certain percentage, yeah. or I want to have more clients, or I want to impact more people. Um, First is identifying, uh, you know, what what those goals are in relation to values, as you were saying. Like, what's really important to me? Like, why am I? Why do I want my business to grow ten percent? Oh, well, then that will allow me to maybe take more vacations with my family, or donate more to charity, or just build more wealth so I can retire early, or whatever it might be. Um, So, once you start to identify Mm -hmm. your values, then then sort of where do we go from there?
1: So then here's what I feel. If if it does not work on paper, it's not going to work in real life. Okay. So if we can't figure out a way, a time, a place to, to actually work on or put time and energy and effort towards those goals, we can't figure, if we can't even see it, it's probably not going to happen. Right. And so I would say, again, to get tactical and actually start looking at your calendar, look at your week, look at your day and say, am I making the time? Am I making the space? Am I planning that? for those goals that I've identified, right? Maybe it's my health, maybe it's meal planning, maybe it's prospecting, whatever it might be. Have, do I carve out the time for it? And what we'll find is often is, hey, you know, you might not have any time. You will be like, there's absolutely no way. Well, then there's some decisions to be made do we, do we scale back on something else? Are those really your priorities? You know, maybe those aren't your priorities. Like there are changes, but again, it's only with that sort of introspection and that just going through that simple exercise of, you know, deciding here are my goals. Am I making the time and space for it? But what else, what else is really great about this? When you start looking at your day like that, you start realizing, well, then maybe there is, there are other things I shouldn't, that aren't priorities that I'm giving or two that maybe I can take away. Maybe there's some opportunity here for me to delegate something. Maybe I don't have to do everything in the house or at work, or, you know, I can outsource something thing. Maybe some of this stuff is just on my to-do list and I feel guilty about it. So I put it on my calendar every day and now it's been a month and never happens. Like maybe it's just time to delete it altogether. Right. And, and yeah. so there's, there's a lot of things that happen when you just kind of just sit with that for a minute and think, think through, uh, you know, is this important to me? And I think like, as you know, again, as go-getters and top producers, there is this sense that in order to be successful, we have to do more. Just do, 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 right? You're yes, in the chaos all oh, everything's coming. The emails are coming, the phone calls. And you're like, if I just put my head down, I do more. Everything, it'll feel better. I'll feel better. But I would challenge everyone to think, you know, if you really want to be successful, do more planning plan more and do less. And that's kind of what I'm saying, like, look at that calendar and say, okay, so if there really is a priority for me to prospect or to work out, like I'm actually going to take it from list to, to my brain to on the schedule, like put it in there. There's this massive gap between what we believe we can get done. Doesn't matter how smart you are. Doesn't matter how many letters you got after your name. There is it, there's a gap. This is what I think can get done. And this is what I can actually get done. And so for some reason, until we see it on the i'll say calendar on your schedule until you can actually map it out you can't i don't know why we always will overestimate it we'll always overestimate how much time we have and then when you see it you're like oh wait a second between my four showings today and this appointment that there's no way i could do these like what was
0: i oh and and mom duty and wife duty and uh you know whatever self-care duty and
1: totally totally we you know you feel like a failure often because It's just simply one thing. It's not, again, not because you're not smart, not because you don't have the skills, is because you don't complete what you set out to do. That's the only reason, right? So you have your list of of 10 things in your to-do list. In your mind, again, this seems totally doable. I'll just make my, I can totally do these 10 things today. And you don't, you get through four, and there are four really good things, but all you're thinking about at the end of the day is a six you didn't. Yeah. You feel like
0: a loser. You feel like a
1: loser. So you only feel like a failure, but what if, what if your list only had four to begin with, right? And you map them out in your calendar, you got your four down, or even if you got three out of the four, how would you end up feeling like a total success at the end of the day, right? You feel so much better. And that's how you stay motivated for the next day. That's, what's going to get you inspired to, you know, do the hard stuff in the morning that you don't feel like doing. And so it really is just this like self-defeating thing that we do that just, just writing these lists and not really like thinking through and planning, when will I get it done?
0: I have a theory about why we are a little bit that way where we expect ourselves to be perfect. Um, and it's just a theory and it's not mm-hmm. backed by any sort of evidence yeah. or science, but I suspect it has to do at least here in, in, in America. I'm not sure about other countries. I think there was a whole generation and I think parents are, are a little smarter today, but, but a generation or two ago, I think it was a lot about you're special, you can do anything, you can do everything. Any The whole world is available to you. And I think what that did is you're special, you're unique. And yes, all of that is true, but you can't do everything. You can't mm-hmm. be everywhere at once and you aren't going to be great at everything. And so um I think parents are a little bit sa- more savvy now to realize if I put that expectation on my child it might actually create a lot of anxiety and 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 stress around needing to be perfect. And so I think yeah. I think there's a culture of like moms are the perfect example. It's like it's like moms are expected to be perfect in every possible way, and it's just like totally unfair and not going to happen. And I know it can lead to a lot of mom, in particular women who who are business owners or or just you know in the working world, who are also trying to be wonderful moms and and wives and and you know community members, and and it just is it's too much. We're asking too much of people, um, or people are asking too much of themselves. You know, yeah, and and, and I think, um, you're absolutely right. More. I used to think the the more I do, the better I get to feel about myself. Mm-hmm. That was the rule I had in my head. What a silly rule because yeah. I never was doing enough. There was always more to do. And therefore I always felt shitty about myself, quite yep. honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: It's not the quantity. It's the quality. It yes. better, better to do three awesome kick-ass things that make you feel really successful and rewarded than 10, like you know, whatever. I just, I'm just doing it to check things off my list to get my like dopamine hit, but I, it doesn't make me feel good. In, in fact, I'll tell you one thing. So one thing I share all the time, podcasts, like clients, and I, say, I start every day. If you start every day with this simple question, this is going to be your guidepost for the day to focus on those those big goals, the things that really matter to you. Just start your morning with this question. Okay. So what five things will make me feel most successful when my head hits the pillow tonight? That's it. What five things that make me feel most successful? My head hits the pillow tonight. So there's a few things I can break that down a bit. Um, when I say five, I typically personally would recommend three for your business and two personal. Okay. So and when I and and if five feels big, I mean a personal one could be I want to turn off the lights by 10:30 tonight. Okay. This doesn't have to be like I'm going to go you know go train for the marathon. This is just like a simple personal thing. You're like, but if I did that today my next day would be great i'd go to bed i wouldn't be up watching tv till 1 a.m. you know all the things i would feel so good if i did that one thing right and business wise maybe it's it's um you know i want to create that 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 customer that crm tool or that system or i want to you know whatever create that relationship or go to that networking group and um, it, it it's just you know three, but it could be as simple as I just that that email or that phone call that I have been procrastinating for th- like forever. I just want to make that, and it's going to take me five minutes. I don't know why I'm procrastinating it, but I'm going to get that out of my way, right? And so they're very simple. You're actually putting them on your calendar. We talked about, and you feel great at the end at the end of the day. But here's the the tricky thing about it is that you can fall into what feels good to me right now. Versus the end of the day, which is why I said before my head hits the pillow, because what you can sometimes focus on is say, you know, I feel really good right now. If I didn't make that phone call and instead I did by email or I jumped on social media. I mean, if I think about what's going to make me feel that feels much better right right now, (laughs) that feels really good. But it's not the thing when you go to bed. You're not like, damn it. I. Gosh, now I have to I do it I'd tomorrow. Sp- yeah. Yes, I yeah. wish I spent more time on social media today. You know, we don't. So right. <laughs> you're really thinking through. Yeah, you're thinking through in the morning before. When I go to bed tonight, what are those five? As tiny as they may be, as insignificant as they may are, but they make you feel the best. And, and just tap into your intuition. Again, we all know what makes us feel good. It's the stuff we procrastinate. It's the stuff that that's hard, right? I don't want to go work out. But if I just did a 20-minute walk, it'd be great. Um, And so- Those are the things. And I guarantee, like, there's no doubt in my mind if you followed, if you asked yourself that question and followed it, like your entire life is gonna change. You're just gonna feel so energized every day. So like vibrant, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, because um and I think part of it's we like you were saying earlier, we're so used to beating ourselves up for the mm-hmm. things we don't do right. um the things that we can't get to the things that works ex- we we think we're expected to do that we just aren't able to because there's only 24 hours in the day. Um, so let's 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 ask that question again. so what, what could you do give it and then yeah. um the, the five things I want our audience really to because this is a brilliant idea and I I'm gonna start doing it myself.
1: Yeah. What five things would make me feel most successful or most rewarded when my head hits the pillow tonight? So you might wake up with that on your alarm, like something on your phone, you might have a sticky note on your bathroom, you know, uh, mirror, you might put it on your fridge, like something just to remind you, think that through. But do take that next step and actually think, okay, if these are them, where will I? When will I do it? Get that on the calendar. Get it calendared because if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen.
0: It's not going to happen. Yeah, I um I we were, I was just having this conversation about motivation versus discipline with a, mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine from grade school this morning, who we were talking about. Um, she and she and I have been friends forever, and we were chatting about motivation. And I said, you know, I'm I'm 46 now, and I said. Mm-hmm motivation has not really got me very far in life. I've I've found that maybe it's just me, my motivation level to do hard things pretty low, <laughs> It's actually pretty low. Um, And I'm 46. And my motivation probably isn't going to magically just like, shoot up the charts tomorrow where I'm going to, you know, do some amazing things like I have found for me, discipline seems to really be what gets me to get things done. And so what you were saying is, you know, look, Discipline of like asking that question at the beginning of the day, that's a discipline. A discipline of thinking, okay, what's really important to me today when I go to bed, what do I, how do I want to feel? You know, Oh, I want to feel like I did, I I did some good work. Okay. Well, what would I need to do to feel that good work? And then you, and then you, you know, you start to evaluate like, Oh, okay. Well, one of my things is I want my kids to go like, Hey, you know, mom did a mom was really, uh, was really present for me for, you know, some time today or, or, you know, or my, my, my clients go, wow, you really, you know, you really helped me out. Um, and, and then you realize, Oh, that's what I'm really after. I'm really after, you know, what I get from accomplishing certain things. And I think that is such a valuable resource. So you've actually just given me a lot to think about as a great way to start my day. Cause I have, you know, like out, like all of our, all of us, we just have a lot going on and it's so easy to get caught up. Like you were saying in the dopamine hits, it's like urgency, things come in at me. The emails are flying in. It's fun to respond. It feels Mm -hmm. productive. But is it really what I'm really, is that really what I should be doing in that exact moment? The answer is, I don't know. I have to think about it. I have to reflect and determine. And the thing about scheduling, I could not agree with you more. Um, if it, it, for me, at least, if you don't, if I don't put it on the calendar, it does not, it does not get done. Um, yeah. So I would like to talk about a to-do list because this is where I yes. have a lot of problems. Okay. So uh and i'm sure a lot of us do so i have uh i even have a a system i use todoist which is why i've been using forever um which i love it's great um and uh i tend to push things from day to day to day it's like i have like get my emissions tested uh my emissions car test uh which is really not that important but i it's been on there for like a month or two and i'm like Mm -hmm. one of these days i just gotta go do it um, but how how do you recommend sort of organizing your to do list so that you can have an effective day?
1: Yeah, so um, I'd say we, I I typically have about two two different two very different to do lists. One is I call a master list, which is like everything in my everything going on. Actually, I'll, I'll say three lists, everything going on. So I might have my master list for work, and I personally like to separate it. I do a work one and a personal one. Not everybody wants to do that, but I just have enough going on on each that I just need two separate ones. So that is my place. And here's why it's called a master list. It's the one place, the one place, not the 800 sticky notes, not the backs of envelopes, not all the notebooks, not all the, you know, the scripts, little pads all over. It's the one place that I'm getting down all my thoughts and ideas and to do's gosh, the sun just came out. I may have to put that down in a minute. Tell me if it gets too bad. Um, so, uh, that's one place. So it can be. By so the what, way, so what? What is the, your
0: one place? Where do I you use capture? Evernote.
1: Evernote, gotcha. yep. uh, which is similar to OneNote. I've mm-hmm. recently moved to uh, Notion, but I'd say Evernote for me. It was a list-making tool. It's one of the easiest. Evernote and OneNote. Okay, so, so what this is for like our a- audience?
0: Just, just yes. pause for a quick mm-hmm. second. Our, what are for our audience? Evernote is a note-taking tool yes. that is free. Um, free. you probably wouldn't ever need to pay for it. It, it. Maybe you you would, but most people don't. And it's a great place just to capture thoughts. Yeah. So w- we know that you know we have got. Th- th- uh tens of thousands of thoughts per day but um so thoughts come and go and when they come there's a good chance you'll forget about it in about 15 seconds so it's a good uh good thing to have is a, a way to easily capture that to-do uh or or the note um you know and you can do it with your device i use siri which is uh, okay. i have an apple i'm an apple user and i've connected my to with uh, i'm just I trying not it. to activate the siri by saying her name but um I I do that. And I just literally say, you know, Hey Siri, you know, and then I say, add this to my to-do list. Um, so that's my master capture system. You use Evernote, but the point is, is have one, one place. Yes.
1: One. Uh, and, and what I do love is, just some app. Yeah. I don't overthink the app. If you're listening, just right. it doesn't doesn't matter, matter what it is. Just it, honestly, it doesn't matter. We're making a list. It doesn't Piece matter. Piece of paper and a pen. That something. works. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but what I do, I will say I do like it on the phone. Um, and I used to be a yeah. paper person, so I know how hard it is to move, but because our phones are connected to us 24 7. That notepad yeah. isn't. And that's why we end up with so much paper because nothing's with us 24 7. That's why you have all the different notebooks and different people. Your Except phone is phone. basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do like that. And I do the same thing. I connect to my Evernote with my audio. So whatever, you know, you can type it in every time you get a thought. But here's the thing that I've told myself. And I'm typically a very positive person. But in this case, it's something that I've now embedded in my head that every time I think, I'll remember that later. Oh, like, oh, you should read this book. Oh, you gotta follow up with this person. Oh, you should just download that app. Oh, I, I oh I saw the best movie. Oh, I'll remember that. Now I just tell myself I will not remember that later. I
0: will you, yeah. yeah <laughs> I will you know, not
1: remember that later. I just assume, go negative there. Yeah.
0: Assume you have the world's worst memory yes. because well I actually do have the world's worst mem- or do. one of the world's worst memories I'm yeah. I would love to be tested I, they'd be like DJ you're an early stage dementia I'm yeah. sure but uh but, but yeah so I I just go oh I'm such I'm such a moron I'm gonna forget everything yeah. so I yeah. um so I have to capture it or it's gone yeah, it's agreed. gone
1: right it is fleeting and so I just say even if it's rote even if I've heard it a hundred times, I will not remember that later. And I just get on my phone. And by the way, it's not rude. That's the other thing I hear from people. Really? You just say, oh, hold on a second. I just want to write that down before I forget. That's not rude. You know, like the people are going to appreciate that you're actually taking the time to like take down their thought. So do that. So I have that. And um, I have one, like I said, one for business, one for personal. And I'm just basically writing down everything, everything, all my. So let's say for business, here's all these like follow ups I've got to do with my clients. Here's some follow up with prospecting. Here's stuff I could do with my financials. Here, you know, and I'm just writing things down personally as well kids, sports, this and that. Okay. So you're getting things down. But here's the problem was typically when you're putting things on your list, they're actually not to do's. They're actually not tasks. They are most often projects. So, for example, I might just write before I I would change the way I do it, before I'd write update website. Okay, great. Um, Do financials, uh, menu, you know, plan the meals or something, or grocery shop. Okay, whatever. Like, right, these are all, they seem perfectly normal. Like, that's, those are all to dos. But when I think about it, I'm like, why do I, why haven't I not done my website in three months? Why do I keep putting this off? Why does it always go on every week I put on my thing and never comes off? It's because that is a giant project. It's not just like update my website. I've got to write the copy and get the new imagery and get the testimonials from my clients. And, you know, there's like, there's like 40 different steps for me to do.
0: Yeah. That that might be uh, updating the website, might be a 10 hour uh, event. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And even something much smaller, let's say you have to, um, you know, get some information to somebody they asked for. Now it's been like a week, and you just keep putting it off because even getting that information is going to require you to make a phone call, request that thing, research it, get the right options, put together a little proposal, and send it over to them. Right? I mean, it's it's like a project. it, it is it. So I think anything more with more than one step to me is a project. If you have Two steps, it's a project, right? It is more than one thing, and so where I would say where most of us go wrong is go back now. Now they've heard this. Go back to your to do list and look at each task and say, does this have more than one step? And if it does, break it down. So now instead of update website, that will be my project update website. And then below that on Evernote, but on really most of these, you can do check boxes or whatever you wanna do. I'll have my check boxes. I'm like, okay, here's the 14 different steps I need to do in order to update that project. So that's the first step is both two steps. First, you brain dump everything going on in your life. Then you go back and say, is this really a to-do or is this a project? And then I break it down project by project by project. It is an exercise. I'm not going to lie. It does. It takes some time. It's an investment of time, but when you're done, you have such a more comprehensive list of things you have to get done. And it's amazing how much clarity you have after that. You're like Mm -hmm. now, Oh, I see why I have been procrastinating this for months or weeks or whatever. Um, Because there's so much. And instead of me saying, I'm going to update my website, how about today? All I'm going to do is, you know, get the image for the about me page. And that's it, right? You just, I'm like, I'm just going to actually check off one thing off my to-do list. Like it's a real to-do, like it's one task instead of an entire project. So that's,
0: you know, one of the big things. Yeah. I love this because I am behind on building a website. So I can really relate to this. I I need to rebuild our recruiting website for our, for realtors. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it's time. And I just keep saying, I need to rebuild the website Mm -hmm. that is by the way, about a 40 hour project for me. Yeah. Yeah. So so it, it when I think about it, we can all relate, think we can all, everyone listening, think about a project that you want to complete, that you just put in one sentence, like I want to build a new website or I want to get more clients or "I want whatever it might be. And you realize it creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of overwhelm and a lot of like, uh, and what Marithu really just talked about was, okay, we're going to spend a few minutes. It's a little bit of work and we're going to actually list out all of the steps or at least you know a a lot of the steps and then we can just start chipping away when we have you know time Mm -hmm. we're going to chip away at these things we're not going to think of it as this big giant elephant that we have to eat with one bite we're just we're going to piece by piece um you know define it and then all and what happens when 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 i do this exercise is all of a sudden i relax i'm like okay now i know what i actually need to do and that is very comforting it is it, it my anxiety comes way down and that's important
1: hundred percent and similarly you know think your personal life right where our lives are integrated if you've been like i want to clean out the garage and that's been on there all year well, maybe, you know, you break it down. You're like, all I'm going to do is collect all the balls, This, you know, and, yes. what, and put all the balls in a bin. And that's my only step for 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 this weekend or today. And that's it. And then tomorrow I'll get all the brooms together and that's it, you know? And so it, it, it really gives you a tool to start making progress, uh, to stop procrastinating, but also feel really good. What, what if that putting the brooms or the balls is one of your top five things for the day? Now you feel really great. Cause you started making, you know, started doing that, that thing, um, and then I always say, you know, it's, we were earlier talking about motivation and discipline. For me, I think how you get motivated is action. Like action incites motivation. You can't wait around for motivation to take action because they ain't coming. Like, I don't know Isn't about Isn't that you, a bummer for me?
0: Yeah, I, that's that's yeah. the first thing. If if there is a God, yeah. uh, I'm going to ask when I was like, couldn't you give me more motivation? That's going to yeah. be my first question. Yeah. And he's going to go yeah. no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because it's not really the key is, the key yeah. is discipline. I, I, at least the way I see it, I'm curious right. to get your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you take that first action. So I'll just stick with the garage. Cause I don't know why I'm on the garage right now, but whatever. Okay. So, you know, we're like, I'm just going to get all the balls together in a bin. That is going to get you motivated. You might just be like, well, since I'm doing that, I'll just get all the paints and put them in on the side. Right. It, that is, what's going to get you motivated is take the one small, action the little baby tiny baby step you know if you can't get your butt to the gym every day don't make that your goal my action is i just want to put on my sneakers there's a good chance so this is something i do i'm getting way personal way too personal probably here but i do think i hear about exercise as a major problem for for a lot of you know adults and 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 everybody want to do it, everybody right so i wait i put my um should I even be saying this? I, I sleep in a t-shirt. So I put my, I put my, my yoga pants, by, by my bed, uh, by my bed every day, like my yoga pants are there. And so I just wake up in the morning. I put them on, like, I just put them on. I, I just, it's the first thing that I do. And, um, and then I go to the bathroom, I come back, I brush my teeth and I put on like my, my top and my basically my workout outfit is like right there. So even if I don't go to the gym, even if I don't go for the walk, I guarantee, I know when I have those clothes on, I'm just more active in the morning. I'm like running around. I'm like doing the dishes. I'm like running outside. I'm going to get the garden. I am like, I literally become a more active person, even if I didn't actually get to the workout, right? But when I stay, if I just stay in pajamas all morning, like more on a Saturday, I can also tell you I'm just slower. I'm sluggish. It's fine. I'm not beating myself up. I'm just telling you the difference of taking a small action, how it can impact your motivation, right? How it can impact your energy. And so- that's why I do it. Not because I can always go work out, but I know I'm going to have more energy if I'm in the right, like clothes, you know? So my whole point is all I'm focused on is the first action. Yeah. And then I will, then I will hopefully get more motivated. So you can do this with anything, anything you're procrastinating. You're like, when you break it down like that, especially you're like, I just have to take the first small little action and then, you know, be be whatever comes, comes by just got to take an action.
0: In, in the in the 12 step world, uh, there's a, a saying that says what's the next right thing mm-hmm. so which I love. so yeah. it you don't have to build the whole website. you don't have to you know get the six pack abs immediately. Right. you just have to, get the clothes on. Maybe that's yes. the next right step. And then, okay, now I got the clothes on. What's the next thing? Well, now I need to get to the car and then I'm going to drive to the gym yeah. and, and then, you know, well, whatever, whatever you're able to do. And it's, it, you know, it sounds silly too. this. I want to talk about this with respect to physical exercise, because I think it's something we can, most of us can relate to is we hear about these stories about people who run marathons, but they started like, just walking to the, to the uh, mailbox mm-hmm. and you're like, really, do you just, you just walk to the mailbox right. and then that was enough. And the next day you walked a little further right. and then eventually, you know, now, and then, you know, six months later, you're running a marathon and, and it's like, no, people actually do that. And that, that there's there it's, it's, it's almost something that I think most of us go. Yeah. I'm not going to be the guy that just walks to the mailbox, but like, that's a great first step. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we, you know, if you can just go, I don't have to eat the whole elephant today. I yep. just have to do the first action and then schedule the next action. Um, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna have a great life. Uh, yeah. if you can just keep moving forward with these small steps, life is most, I think, do you think life is mostly big steps or small steps?
1: No, I agree. Small steps it's just it's a series of small consistent steps it's like i guess discipline what you're saying it's just that consistency of small things small things small things small things always add up to big changes big impact yeah
0: let's talk about time because Mm -hmm. time is the one commodity that boy it's probably the most precious commodity uh that exists because we have a finite amount of it um And, you know, we're all kind of bound by the same rules of time. So um, it's, in some ways, it's maybe the thing that's, you know, the the great equalizer is time. Um, And of course, some of us get more time on this planet than others. And I'm not referencing that kind of time. I just mean in a 24-hour period, you know, we can only accomplish so much. So I'm curious on how you start to think about how do you manage all these demands on your time?
1: Mm, that's so good. Uh, So one thing I think about is like, multiplying time, like, how can I multiply, which often multiplying time is multiplying me like if there's an how do I create another me because I feel I need to do all these things right I need I want to do it that's why the list is so long so that has always stuck with me that like, how do I multiply, duplicate, whatever, multiply me, you know? And so that is sometimes through, sometimes it's like through automation, right? We have all these great technology tools. So something like sending out emails in bulk or sending, you know, there's just so many ways that we can use um, automation and technology. Sometimes it's delegating, you know, we can, and, and delegating is interesting. I think that we, okay, I'm going to tie this back to when you have your project, when you actually have your to-do list and it's all broken down, another huge benefit of that is when you can start visually seeing all the pieces, you can start delegating little pieces of it, right? I think sometimes when we think of delegating, you're like, I can't have somebody do my website, right? Because I'm the only one who knows it. Well, no one's asking you to delegate the entire project, but you probably could ask an assistant or your kid or your babysitter or someone to go search online for some images of, you know, some uh, houses of some stock photography, you know, like, like there are things, but, but in your head, you're like, oh, I got to do my website. But when you all right. break it down, you know, now you're like, oh, wait, it's a kind of multiplying me. It's, I can, I can get someone else to do it. So there's just obvious like delegation, outsourcing. Um, there's, uh, yeah, I think that's the main way that it would say automating, delegating, outsourcing. Oh, and then sorry. And then also being more efficient. But that has sometimes to do with uh sizing and systemizing. So that's a big thing. Is how do you just be more efficient with that time? Um, so you're not necessarily duplicating yourself, but I believe you're multiplying your time in that way. So an example might be if... Um, someone wants to make an appointment with you, they might get on like how I signed up here, you know, for for us to speak. I was, it was so odd, it was so systemized. It was amazing. I could get on your calendar. I could fill out some forms. I could, you know, and it kind of took you out of that process. And someone, you know, and it, it's just all, it's just a way more efficient than maybe you know, sending five emails back and forth and having phone calls to get to the same result. So those are all the different ways, but that's sort of like the mindset I have of just how can I multiply or duplicate like what I'm doing some other way?
0: I want to pause for a moment to talk about our episode's sponsor, our, one of my favorite companies out there, Follow Up Boss. Now, after interviewing hundreds of top realtors in the country for this podcast, do you know which CRM is used by more than any other by our guests? Of course, it is Follow Up Boss. And let's face it, following up is the key to taking your business to the next level. Follow Up Boss will help you drive more leads in less time and with less effort. Do not take my word for it. Robert Slack, who runs the number one team in the U.S., Uses Follow Up Boss and he has built a one and a half billion dollar business in just six years. Follow up boss integrates with over 250 systems so you can keep your current tools and lead sources. Also, the best part, they have seven day a week support, so you'll get the help that you need when you need it. And get this Follow Up Boss is so sure that you're going to love their CRM that for a limited time they're offering keeping it real listeners a 30 day free trial, which is twice as much time as they give everyone else. And oh, yeah no credit card required so you can try it risk-free but only if you use this special link visit followupboss.com forward slash real that's followupboss.com forward slash real for your free 30-day trial follow up like a boss with follow up boss and now back to our episode I think when going back to your earlier point of identifying the projects and all the steps, or or at least the big steps uh, or the small steps um, and looking at it and then realizing, you know, yeah. So, so the initial thought is, oh, I need to build my website or mm-hmm. I need to, you know, overhaul my business or whatever it might be. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that's just too much. It's overwhelming. I don't know what to do. And then you list all these steps and then you go, the, just using the website example, it's like, oh, I got to do everything. And then you look at each step and yeah. you you were saying, but you don't have to do everything. There right. are parts of it um, that you can delegate, or mm-hmm. you can get a virtual assistant to help with, or ask friends and family or coworkers, or, you know, you can actually ask for help. Um, and, and uh, people can do it. Like, what if somebody could even do half of it for you? Yes. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? And Thank God we live in a time where there we have the ability to, to put these offers out there to in the world and we're all interconnected. So people from all over the globe can say, I can do that for you and I can do it for a reasonable price. Right. Um, and and that to me is yes, is it going to be the level of quality that that your standard? Maybe, maybe not. But what if you just what if they got you halfway there or 70% mm-hmm. there? And then you yeah. just come in and, and cleaned up the rest. Um, boy, that would that would save me a lot of time for sure.
1: For sure, for sure. And sometimes, you know, people will do it even better than we did. Like people have Definitely. gifts and and here's the thing, they're focusing 100% on that task, which is why often they could do it better than you can. And why my yes. nanny was a better mom in some ways than I was when I was home with my kids, because I was also trying to work and do the dishes and do the do the laundry and do the the bills and you know, and she is just there playing with the kids, right? Like that's like her only focus. And so she was doing a really good job. And so I think you know we we underestimate what focused support the results that they can actually give us. It's often better, better than we could do it ourselves,
0: yeah, it's that like one plus one equals three thing where it's like, it's not just, oh, I'm going to hire somebody because I don't want to do it. It's I'm going to hire somebody who specializes in this. And that then frees up some time where Mm -hmm. I can, if maybe if nothing else, just relax, or maybe I can spend that time focused in a different direction and to achieve something else. Um, because I want to talk about how to make, and I know this is a big uh, hot button for you yeah. is how do you make space for the most important things in your life, the priorities? Mm-hmm. Um, how do how do you prioritize? So now we've got our to-do list. We've got our yep. projects. We know, okay, here are all the steps of the things I should do, but how do I prioritize this? How do I make space to get these things actually done?
1: Yeah. So one thing I say is, you know, willpower is short-lived. We only have so much. And typically for most of us, some, some people are truly night owls, night owls, and their best work is at 10 o'clock at night. But for most of us, our energy is dissipating over the day. Like we're, you know, we're probably most awake and active in the morning. And by the afternoon, we're like, I'm going to eat crap. And then by the evening, I'm just tired. Right. so that's happened. So I'd say one thing is and new, this isn't new, but it's a good reminder that The thing that's really hard, the thing that you keep procrastinating, the thing you know, you know, if I leave this to the end of the day, it's most likely not going to happen. Do that one first, just knock it out, right? Like just do that one first, because again, because it does a few things. One, you're going to feel really great. You're going to get the hardest thing done. Everything after that is easier, but it also starts, it gives you a win. Like you're starting your day with like a success, right? It's like a big pat on the back. And it's like that inspiration. If you start with sort of losses, if you start with this, uh, this, you know, this idea that I'm, I'm failing, you know, in the morning, it's only gonna set up your day, right? That It's like our energy only gets less and less over the day. So one thing I'd say is commit to that, make it small enough, make it doable enough, commit to an action, not the whole project, right? All the things we've been talking about, but do it first, because that's what's gonna build your momentum. So that's one thing. Um,
0: I- I yeah, think that's such, that's such a good tip. I wanted to also just really quickly throw in a a, a suggestion because I know a lot of us when we wake up I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm, um yeah. I know a lot of us we wake up the first thing we do is we grab our phones. Yeah. um I try not to do that but mm-hmm. it doesn't make me better than anyone. I just try yeah. not to because, you know, whatever. I have my own routine. But a lot of us reach for our phones. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of us reach for social media. Yeah. That's going to be part of our routine. And I suspect that for most of us when or for many of us as we're waking up starting our day and we're looking at people's Instagram and Facebook uh or maybe TikTok wherever you might be scrolling and we're seeing everyone else's successes i actually think that could be a demotivator for a lot of people because we see people at their best or we see what they're willing to share and most most people share you know, their best selves on social media. They're not sharing the fight they had last night with their spouse. They're sharing the dinner they had where everyone's smiling and happy and the kids are, all, everyone's perfect and and all of that. Um, and we can tap a button and make the picture look perfect even if it isn't actually perfect. I wonder if that demotivates people because I know for me, if I looked at that every day, I'd be like, well, I'm not that happy. I'm not that, you know, I didn't have that night last night. My, my night was more rough. So I would encourage everyone to just get a sense of like how do you feel after if if you wake up and you start scrolling through social media if it's if it's inspiring and incur and it gives you energy and you're like this is what I need to battle the day like awesome but I think for a lot of us it might actually make us feel less than
1: I am a hundred percent with you uh, when we do like a, a routine with my, my clients and oh, that's the word I use is energized what is going to make you feel energized? What's going to make you feel excited? What's going to motivate you? It's going to make you feel vibrant for the day. And I a hundred percent agree. Even though sometimes people think social media, cause I love to see my friends. I love to see connecting with them. I completely agree that it's, it's, you know, you're seeing, Oh, she sold another $2 million house. Oh my God. They went on the <laughs> right. perfect Right. She went on a perfect vacation. And she looks so skinny and her husband is so nice to her, you know, just like it is a comparison game. I don't care what, I mean, unless you're just, abnormal. I hear you're comparing. Um, it does not make you feel great. You know, there are other ways. And like, so what is energizing to you? For some people, it is going for a walk for someone. It's, I just want to sit and have coffee by myself. I would love to write, you know, gratitude is a big thing for a reason, right? I just want to write something I'm grateful for so that I can make it through this day. Um, I want to go stare at my child's crib for a minute. I don't know. Like there are things yeah. that make you really energized. And so to me, I don't necessarily, I don't believe like you have to be up at 5. A.m. I don't think you need an hour of all this stuff in the morning. I just want everyone to have some big hits, some few little things in the morning, some little spurts that make you feel really energized. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't think social media or the news, quite frankly, is it, I don't think yeah. either one of those serves us well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There, there's I, a and, place.
1: And- there's a place for it in our life for but sure. I don't, think, I don't, not first thing in the morning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I like, I have, I have one friend, I know that he just loves seeing every, everybody's uh, social media posts. Cause he's like one of those rare people that is just absolutely does not compare himself to right. other people. So yeah. he's like the one person I know that for, does, it, but for yeah. the rest of us, we're all like, oh yeah. So I, I think you're right. So really the point we're making is what feeds us and what debilitates us and, yeah. and knowing what those things are requires attention. We have mm-hmm. to, right. We have to pay attention to how we feel after we do certain things. And then, then that'll help us go, Oh, you know, th- th- I'll give you a perfect example. I was, uh, this is really funny. So I was, I-, I think we can all relate to this. So I was, um, uh, I play video games at night sometimes and I play really stressful games. Cause I don't know. I like, I like stressful games and like, you know, not like violent games, really, but just like really hard games. And so I'm like, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a realtor, um, and he he was uh, he he was saying, I go, what? He goes, oh, I play games too. What games do you play? And we were talking about different games, and 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 he goes, I play golf games. And I go, golf game? I've never really played a golf game before. Um, okay. Uh, I go. That sounds really relaxing. He goes. Yeah. He goes. What kind of games do you play? And I go. Oh, I play these really stressful, incredible you know, incredibly difficult games. And he goes. How does that make you feel? And I go. And and my girlfriend was there, and she goes. And I, because I was going to say, oh, I love it. And she goes. Mm-hmm. DJ is stressed out all the time when he plays video games, because she, she can see it. She can witness it. Right. And and I go oh, wait a minute. I actually, not that there's not a place to play stressful right. games, like that's fine. But she goes, DJ is stressed out all the time when he plays video games. And, and the other realtor looked at me, who's a lot wiser than I am. And he goes, why do you do that to yourself? Why do you play stress? Why don't you do something that actually relaxes you? And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I never mm-hmm. thought of it, but it's about paying attention, right? Yeah. It's about noticing what result, how do we feel after something? And does this, you know, get us to take action or does it get us to curl up in a ball in the corner and um both of those things are valid but just noticing what you know does, what does social media do to us what does right. the news um what does talking to my mom uh, you know uh, or or whatever you know yes. th- those kind of things um you s- and and the other thing you said that's really important is tackling the most important thing first um the hardest thing first.
1: Hardest thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The hardest thing, maybe not the most important thing, but the thing that you, you're sort of dreading. Mm -hmm. Um, and in order to get the energy to tackle it, I, I suspect you have to be in the right mindset. And so what we're, I think what you're talking about is setting yourself up so that you have the energy to actually tackle that, that big thing.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, build, you know, start, energetic start with a good vibe start positive you know so you're like i'm just gonna knock this thing out I'm gonna knock this sucker out and the rest of it's gonna be gravy after this right if you're gonna start from a place where you have comparisonitis and you're feeling low and you're you're just like uh you know you're already with that like dread kind of thing yeah what energy are you gonna have to tackle that hard thing it's gonna be even harder you know and then chances are you won't do it later. And then they will go back on the list and you feel like a failure. And that's like this whole cycle of self-sabotage happens. Um, for me, it is always 100% something to do with my health, like exercise. It's just, it kills me. Like I, I'm 50 years old. I just can, I do it all the time. I'm never going to love it. I'm never going to look forward to it. It's just not going to happen, right? I don't like it. But if I don't do it, and by that, by the way, I mean like a 20 minute walk. I'm not I'm not running a marathon, but I wanna do right. something that gets me active because I know that gives me the best energy. I know it gives me the best energy. I put on a great podcast, I put on great music, I go for a walk, I'm in nature. It just, it gives me the best energy. My best ideas come to me on that walk. My best, everything comes to me during that walk. And so um, I know it, it's the hardest thing for me to do, personally, not professionally, personally, And, but I know it's the best thing for me. It's the most, it gives me the best energy. So I've just come to terms with, I'm not going to like it. I just got to do the first action. just got to get my clothes on and then I can walk out the door and go, you know?
0: Yeah. I think, I think so much of life is about accepting your preferences, right? Like understanding, I don't like, I don't like going to the gym. I I hate it yeah, but I still do it. um mm-hmm. and and I for for a long time in my life, I thought you had to like everything that you yes. did. Yep. and I thought I was a failure because I didn't like it because I would look at people comparison thing, and I would say, oh, that person built their business way faster than I did, or right. they built their body way faster than uh, they seem to get to the gym, no problem or yeah. they've saved more money than I have or earned more money or whatever and and um and and then I I've realized, like, okay, Well, we all have preferences and my preference is not to go to the gym. I don't want to work out. I don't Mm -hmm. want to do leg day, you know, on Wednesday. I don't want to do that. I will, like you were saying, I I will probably, I mean, it would be awesome if one day I woke up and it was like, I can't wait to do leg day. I don't know if that day is ever going to come for me. It doesn't really matter because, um, I probably, you know, if I'm being honest, I probably are just always going to hate working on my legs at the gym because, you know, whatever. I just don't like it. It's painful. It sucks, but it's important. So how do I get myself to do it? Well, for the majority of my life, I didn't um, because I thought, oh, I'm supposed to want to do that. I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to want to. And it's like, no, you just don't want to do it, but you still should do it. So I made peace with the fact that I was Okay, that I don't want to do it, and I'm still going to do it, and I held those two things at the same time. Those two, those two thoughts of I don't want to do this, and I'm going to do it, right. and that it, it removed the pressure because I think yes. I think real estate agents have this tremendous pressure to just be perfect, right? Like mm-hmm. I I'm gonna yes. every part of my business is just gonna be perfect and I'm gonna love every part of it. And and I'm gonna, you know, and it's like, no, you're probably not. There's gonna be parts of your business that you just dread. Um, but if you can get yourself to take action um anyway and honor the fact that well I just don't like doing that, but I need to do it. Um I think that's that's really the path
1: yeah and i think what's important there just just if someone takes this and says oh well, then i guess i should be doing that thing i hate doing and doing it anyway just make sure it gives you the results that you want right yeah. so you probably still feel you hate legs i hate i hate mark i'm with you never gonna like it but i know it makes me feel really good i know it's good for my body i know it makes me healthy you know like it, yeah. the results i'm getting the results right like that it, it's totally. making me better. Don't do something though, just because you're like, well, they said, I don't like it, but I feel like I should do it. And it's not serving you. So if you're like, well, I should be on room mom because all the other moms are, and then you hate it and it's sucking the life out of you and you're taking away time from your children and you're, you know, don't do it just because, you know, you think you should, and it's hard, uh, you don't do it because it doesn't give you the reward, you know, what you wanted. Like it's not serving you. So just keep that in mind. If anyone listening, it's like, it also has to really serve you, you know, what
0: what you're saying is so, so important because we, we have ideas, we have fantasies of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be this type of person. I'm going to, you know, if, 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 if I had the expectation that I was going to, like, we have about 800 agents here at our firm. If my expectation was, um, well, we really, to be successful, we need to have 1600 uh, agents. Well, I would feel like a giant failure. We've only got 800, mm-hmm. but to some, but when I started, we had no agents. And so it's like, okay, I, I know what my goal is. Sure. I'd love to have 1600 agents, but here I am right now at 800. I'm, I'm, you know, here's where we are. And I'm going to still try to happily achieve to get to that, to get to that number, but I'm not going to feel like a failure because I'm, I am where I am. I think that's really one of the yeah. biggest challenges is feeling like a failure where you currently are. Like that is a, just a, a big concrete wall that just stops motivation. It's like,
1: Absolutely. if
0: don't you think? Um, oh
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be unproductive, that's the way. Cause now you're just like self-sabotaging You're thinking, totally. is, you're, you're, you know, you're chipping away at your self-confidence, your self-esteem and it's, yeah, it's just a negative, it's a spiraling like negative thing going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think it, what we're really talking about is being intentional. I think mm-hmm. mindful and, and really trying to get a sense of, we all have preferences and really thinking about Okay, how does this make me feel? Yep. You know, um do I do I, you know, yes, I know the world says I'm supposed to be uh, you know, a certain physical shape or a certain financial uh, have a certain financial well-being or, you know, spiritual side or a certain amount of friends or money or whatever it might be. Um, but what do I really want? How do, uh, how, what are the steps needed to sort of get there and how does it make me feel and what's truly important to me? And I think, um, working through that is, is, you know, again, that's the idea of happily achieving, you know, this idea of, of, of working through, uh, through, uh, in alignment with values. Um, I yeah. would love, I want to talk about your podcast, um specifically because our audience are podcast listeners so Mm -hmm. tell us about your show
1: sure it's called productivity on purpose and it is all about a lot of what we're talking about like the mindsets which I love that we've gone there because I think at the end of the day it's you know we probably haven't talked that much about time management you and I but we're talking a lot about focus management and distraction management and so that's a lot what I just talk about too it's 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 the tools are always there. I always I don't worry about the tools. We get so caught up in the right tool and the right list maker and the right project manager tool. It doesn't matter. It's really your mindset and your beliefs and then like the, the strategies behind it all the tools are great we live in a great you know there's there's no shortage of tools so uh yeah so I talk a lot about you know how do we avoid this procrastination how do we avoid this self-sabotage how do we get out of our own perfectionistic way stop people pleasing these are get more energy this is what's really going to feed to our productivity this is what's going to make you you know feel really great about your day successful motivated inspired so there's a lot of talk about that and then I do have guest experts that bring some you know they're great expertise whether it's uh because my podcast is for is for business owners typically or you know uh, people that who are like your audience that are basically like their own business um so we talk a lot about you know how to manage your finances or how to um i had someone say oh she was talking about public speaking like how to really use your voice in a conversations and take control of the conversation so there's a lot of amazing guests
0: and I, the other i know that you've Focus a lot on boundaries too, and I think yes. real estate agents tend. It's been my uh, my experience um, with with the thousands of agents that I, I've known um either here at our own company or just on our show that boundaries tend to be challenging because we know that real estate happens mm-hmm. at nights, nights and weekends. And you know, it's not uncommon for an agent to get a text at, you know, midnight um, yes. from a client. And then they the agent has a decision and it creates anxiety sometimes, like, do I respond? Do I not respond? You know how do i set those boundaries and i know that you go through that you know in on your show you talk a lot about that and i think setting healthy boundaries which we didn't talk about today um is really really important and i think that will help guide our listeners into you know understanding what's healthy for you and everyone's different but whatever those healthy boundaries are you know uh marithu can help you set those boundaries and so that you can determine what's healthy for my business what's healthy for my personal life um and i just love that and i think real estate agents boundaries and real estate agents like it's a huge opportunity there to get better at that um because real estate agents tend to be people pleasers. They tend to want to go above and beyond because it's a service industry sort of yep. job. And, um, and if, if you don't have effective boundaries, people will set their own boundaries and they might not be the same boundaries yes. that you set.
1: I, I'm um, so glad I can't believe we didn't, we didn't talk. I will do another episode on boundaries we're gonna do, because, we're, yeah, we because, um, yeah, I, I have worked with a lot of real estate agents and I agree. I would, I would say I'm surprised we didn't go there because that's probably the number one Challenge yeah. because you're right They're you know, you're accessible, quote unquote, accessible all the time. And, um, but you know, it really comes back to those goals. Like, what is it that you want in life? What is it that's meaningful to you? Because that's going to help you set those boundaries. So like, it always starts there. Like, what do I really want? You know?
0: Well, I yeah. think it's a great place to wrap up our first conversation. And I would absolutely love to have you on more often. And we can dive into like specific topics. Yes. Um, but obviously, uh, you and I uh, had, uh, we I, I loved this conversation. So I want to thank you, uh, Marithu, for being on our show. And by the way, I want to give a special shout out to you. Because if I remember correctly, and we are already established, my memory is, is very poor. Um, <laughs> but i believe you reached out to us and i want to say that this is this is something that i encourage everybody to do if you are inspired by someone or something or you're a fan of someone or something you know we're so lucky now we live in an age where it's pretty easy to get in touch with people who we mm-hmm. don't know and if i remember correctly marithu reached out to us and said hey i do this daily walk every day i listen to your show from time to time i'm a real mm-hmm. fa- i'm a fan of what you guys do i would love to be on your show that is how we that is how we found her or she found us that here we are now right and mm-hmm. and i'm like oh we got to have marithu on more she's awesome right take that step if you're inspired by people and i'm not saying i'm <laughs> i'm so inspiring but whatever inspires mm-hmm. you reach out to people like that, uh, you know, tell them how much they mean to you, tell them uh, it, 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 it is, it, you know, it is always welcomed by, uh, by, especially by people, um, who, you know, they love, people love to hear about how they're inspiring others. So, um, I, I applaud you for taking the, uh, having the courage to reach out to us and, and we get pitched, um, by publicists about, uh, maybe 20 or 30 times a week. Wow. Um, And, and we say no to most of them because it, it, you know, we just don't think it would be a good fit. But when somebody reaches out to us and says, I'm a fan of your show, here's how I it's impacted my life here. So I think I can add value. Um, it was an instant yes for us. And not just because we want adoration, we don't care about that, but we, we appreciate people who go, Hey, I can add value to, to this. Um, and, and I think I encourage everyone out there whenever you think you can add value to something or someone reach out to them and tell them um and, and you, you'll be so shocked at how how much how what kind of results you get from that Um, But anyway. I
1: appreciate that. That's awesome. And by the way, that would have been on my list, I'm sure for days, I kept pushing it up and pushing it off. And I was like, this will make me feel so good if I finally reach out to him. So I'm so happy to hear that. Well, you did. And
0: here we are. And we are grateful. And um, coming up on the end of the the episode here, I want everybody, everybody, everybody to please go to lifeisorganized.com. That's the hub of everything Marithu, She is uh, a life productivity coach, um, a life coach. She's the real deal. This is a real, real deal person who knows strategies. She can help you get out of your own way. And she has a podcast. So get get, uh, get subscribed to Productivity On Purpose. That, And also, the last thing is lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. We're going to put all of these links in the show notes, but she's got a tremendous number of resources. Subscribe to the podcast, check out our website, and hire her to help you get your life organized gosh, I, you know, nobody's life is too organized. Um, at least mine isn't. And I, I need help. Everybody needs help. Um, and I think, you know, this is the way to go. So Marithu, thank you so much for being on our show. We are so grateful you came on and I'm jealous that you live in Nashville because that's one of my favorite (laughs) places. Um, but uh and i know you love chicago too but we are grateful that you were able to talk to us today and i hope all of our audience goes on and starts um subscribing to your uh to your content and then also on behalf of our uh of marithu and myself we want to thank our audience for continuing to support our show please tell a friend think of one other agent that could benefit from hearing this great conversation with marithu and send them a link to our uh maybe our website keepingitrealpod.com or have them pull up a podcast app, search for keeping it real and hit the subscribe button. Marithu, thank you so much. And I am going to want to have you on again. So we will set up some additional conversations. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. This, this was a gift and you're amazing. And uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. All
0: right. We'll see everyone next time. Thank you.